1: Welcome to Date Yourself Radio. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, and I'm a green smoothie enthusiast, a radical self care advocate, and a dating mindset coach for ambitious women looking for a deep and meaningful romantic partnership. Each week, you'll hear me answer a frequently asked question from this community, interview experts in the field, or work directly with a caller as I coach them through a dating or relationship obstacle they're facing. I give practical advice and tangible action that you can apply to your own life so you can learn how to treat yourself the way you want to be treated and get into the relationship you desire and deserve. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Date Yourself Radio. This is episode 29 and it's the third episode in a little summer vacation series that I'm doing with Casey Berglund. I've invited her onto the show this month in August and I'm really excited. Today we're talking all about how to have authentic conversations in relationships and dating. And really what we're talking about is how to get what you want in a relationship, how to ask for what you need. And a lot of times these conversations are a little awkward and they feel awkward often because they're vulnerable and we're just not very good at being vulnerable, right? Because you know, you can get rejected. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And you can get rejected. And as I've said time and again, that's usually everyone's number one fear in mm-hmm. dating and relationships is this idea of getting rejected. Mm-hmm. And so what we're going to do is we're going to walk you through a few scenarios. I've, you know, I've got the date yourself private Facebook group. And if you're not on it or in it, be sure you head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash community to get in all the conversation and the support. But we went through, Casey and I went through the group earlier today and found just a few different questions and themes that seem to come up a lot. And we're going to offer some. Ways in which you might go through and you know having some of these tougher conversations with men, especially around mm-hmm. um physical intimacy, telling someone you like them, um what else are we going to talk about, how to have the conversation of what's going on in this relationship mm-hmm. um that that type of stuff. so let's start with telling someone that you like them. Mhm, Have you ever done that before? Of course, yeah.
2: Of course. I think well, I think it's kind of a natural step in in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, I think I've both waited for someone else to tell me that so mm-hmm. I don't have to feel as vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> and I've also kind of taken the step to expressing how I feel about them, you know, before they do, which for me always leaves me feeling empowered.
1: Truly. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So, but I think, I think it's sometimes hard for people. Yeah. But it's important. Yeah, definitely.
1: I have a memory where I was um, good friends with a guy and I told them that I, I like had been crushing on him for a really, really long time. And I actually told him that I liked him and the feelings weren't reciprocated and it really hurt. But I also kind of thought that that was probably the case Mm. and it
2: helped me get the closure I needed Mm -hmm. to move on. What made you think that it was the case? Like when you say you kind of had a sense, what was that? What was that about? I, it was so
1: long ago. Am I allowed to ask you questions on your podcast? (laughs) Yeah, no, you can ask me questions. That's fine. Um, don't know how I knew I just kind of had a sense
2: so intuition yeah yeah fair enough
1: and also I mean if we're talking more practical like logistically we didn't live in the same place so there's that which Mm -hmm. I never like rule out because things happen Mm -hmm. um but yeah I just kind of had a sense but I I felt like I had to tell him because otherwise there would be that oh like well should I have told him like and there would that be almost Mm -hmm. that regret Mm -hmm. of not telling him and it got to a point where It was better to tell him than to live with that regret. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's a lot of conversation in the Facebook group around, you know, how to tell someone you like them. And we tend to like build the story Mm -hmm. around it and around the relationship and around the guy. And I think the most important thing, if you want to tell someone that you like them, is to pull yourself out of the story. And it's really just, it's really easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard, right? Vulnerably, it's
2: hard. Totally, emotionally, it's hard. But like the actual actions are easy. Yeah, like like I think, oh, I think we just sometimes need to drop the what kind of subtle hints can I give him to help show him that I like him? You know, and it's like the beating around the bush sort of thing mm-hmm. that happens all the time. And I think uh, just like being in your group and kind of observing some of the comments that that happen and just some of our conversations that mm-hmm. we had offline about how. um Women are it's sometimes hard to be direct and yeah. and just be concise and clear about what you want and what you need. Mm-hmm. And because we have a block, and 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 I say we again, like,
1: um, women I think more or less are conditioned in society to not ask for things, mm-hmm. you know, basically be spoken, spoken to, and then that's you know, that might be more old timey or old school, but I still think there is this conditioned way mm-hmm. that women are. Mm-hmm you know, it was taught in our society. Um, and so asking, just being like direct saying like, Hey, I really like you or Hey, I'd love to go on a date with you or Hey, um, you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. is really, it's feels really weird because we're not really taught to do that. And it can almost, um, it might even be like shocking to the guy, but I think they're also, you know, Mm -hmm. they're flattered. Totally. And and the other thing I was going to say is in terms of like dropping hints or whatever is, and I'll say a couple of things about this actually, but the first thing is what you think might be a hint might go completely over the head of the person you're trying to drop hints to, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, body language cannot always be interpreted as, you know. You intended to. As you intended to um, or as black and white. And they might read it one way. You might read I mean, it's just you can't really, it's just whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. I I think I made that point. Um, the other thing is, especially in terms of gender roles and women wanting to make the first or not wanting to make the first Mm -hmm. move. I think that it's a misunderstanding of, of the kind of the role that women have had while courting, courting men in the past. And I think I've talked about this before, probably on some Facebook live videos that I've done if you're on the Facebook group, but a lot of times women say, well, I want the guy to make the first move. So I'll never message him first, whether it's online or if it's like a friendship, you already know this person mm-hmm. and you want to uh, tell him that you like him. The I think the inclination is to drop all these hints so that he's pretty sure that you like him and then he'll make then the say, move. make the first move. And I think that there's actually a misunderstanding or kind of like a myth around how that's traditional mm-hmm. and like that, oh, I want it to be very traditional and how dating, excuse me, used to be in the old days. And and there's this analogy that I like to use called dropping the handkerchief. Hmm. And, <laughs> and even back like in the old days, I don't really know what time period I'm referring to, but maybe like late 1800s, early 1900s, when maybe dating was very traditional, men did this, women did that, um, a woman could drop her handkerchief next to a guy that Mm -hmm. she thought was attractive or cute. And then he would pick up the handkerchief and say, Miss, you dropped this. (laughs) And that would kind of basically be a bone that she was throwing to him to give him a hint that she liked him. And that might be a little bit more of a subtle hint. And we are talking about a little bit – we are talking about being more direct. But I think, though, in that time in that society, that that was a pretty direct thing. Like, hey Mm – Boing, I just dropped my hand. I just made a like little hand you motion. You should
2: see Veronica's <laughs> hand right now.
1: Drop She's dropping a handkerchief. An, an imaginary handkerchief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and so that's, you know, when you... So when you have a guy that you like, whether, again, it's online and you really want to take it from online... Or, yeah, from online to offline. Or if it's with a friend that you <clears throat> have developed feelings for, um, you know, drop that handkerchief. But be, be direct. Like, say that you like him and... And I think it's a win. I truly think it's a win-win because if you like him, then that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Or if he likes you, that's awesome. And if he's not interested, then you – and we've talked about this before. You get to move on. Yeah, you get to clear up the energy. Mm -hmm. You get to move on and focus on someone else because Mm -hmm. even if you're dating other people or seeing other people or open to other people while you have this crush going on, um, it's – it's really hard to put your attention in so many different places, especially if feelings are pretty strong. Mm -hmm. So it's so much better just to like get really clear on the way that this potential relationship is going to go. And then it either happens or it, or Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen.
2: Mm -hmm. Can I add something to that? Yeah. Um, I was just recently having coffee with a guy friend of mine. We've just become fairly close and, and, uh, not in a romantic way, but in a, in a friend sort of way. And we were chatting about relationships because I was asking him about, um, this woman that he's currently seeing. And then he was asking me about, you know, how's, how's my kind of life in that realm going and whatever. We were having this, this fun little conversation and he stopped at some point and he was like, oh my goodness, like women, you guys, you don't know how much power you have as women. Like you could literally go up to any man and just like, look them in the eye and say hi. And you just have so much power and you don't do that enough kind of thing. <laughs> and it was interesting because um, I, I do tend to have a tendency to to do that just because I I care about um, making strangers my friends and just being open to meeting people. But it's, it's always so interesting when you start to have some of those conversations, even just with guy friends, that it's like, it's so flattering to them. And I know when we were talking offline, we were thinking about kind of focusing this question on, you know, maybe you already have gone on a few dates and maybe you're Mm -hmm. like at a point where you want to check in and, 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 you know, just, just say outright what your feelings are. Mm -hmm. And it can really be as simple as, you know, I find you attractive and I'm really having fun and this is, this is great. And, and if Mm -hmm. that's where you're at and that's what you're present with, just saying that and, you know, or it might be like, I'd like to see you more often. And that could be a direct (laughs) comment to make. You know, it doesn't have to be loaded with how do I trick him into something that I want him to do. One
1: thing that my coach always said, and we talked about the coach I hired in the last episode, um, episode 28, um, is if something is feeling not easy, then to step back and say, how can I make this easy? Mm Mm-hmm. And I think really what the essence of that is just getting yourself out of the story. Mm-hmm. The story of whatever, the story of who this guy is, the story of what may or may not happen, how he may or may not feel, and just drop all that. That's all a story. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all a story.
2: It's so the voices in your head. It's the voices in your head. They usually tell lies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and just drop the story and just I'm going to tell this guy that I'm interested in him and what happens will happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's... Really, that's it's, it. it's that easy. We can stop now. and we done. <laughs> <just> walk out. <laughs> um, so, and this really actually kind of ties into the next thing theme that we've seen, which is kind of confronting where you are in a relationship. Like, mm-hmm. if you've been seeing a guy for a while, is it official? Is it exclusive?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And how to kind of manage those expectations? Um, because if you notice that he's still online dating. Well, have you set those boundaries?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, have you uh, have you established that you are exclusive or or what? You know, mm-hmm. and I think this might be a really good time to kind of talk about the authentic conversation framework that I um, use with my clients. And I'll just kind of give the the cliff notes version here since it's a podcast episode. Um, but essentially, whenever there's you know something where you know you're not and you're not sure of the relationship so there is not like the the label that you might want or maybe something's not happening you're not getting what you want or what you need in a relationship before you even say anything to the guy i think it's really really important to be very clear and as specific as possible to be really to define where you are now so what's the point a What exactly is happening in the relationship or what is not happening that you would like to be happening? And the more clear you can be about that, the better. So write it out, get super, 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 super clear. And a lot of times we actually find that we can solve those problems ourselves without actually even having to talk to the guy. Like For example, there was a time in Stevie and my relationship where I felt like we weren't communicating enough. And when I got really clear on what was or wasn't happening, I found that really the problem wasn't him him not communicating with me. it was just simply that I wasn't being very communicative like I wasn't you know I wasn't kind of bringing my own my own like part to the table and then once I started doing that, then it kind of solved itself, and everyone mm-hmm. had to have the conversation so if it's something like that, then you might be able to avoid the conversation if you can see that it's something that's actually really that you could do or stop doing or something like that. Um, But let's say with the purpose of this, this example that, you know, it's something where you want to define the relationship or there's something very clear where he is or isn't doing and you want to change that. So then once you get super clear when your point A is like what's happening now or what's not happening is getting clear on the point B. What is it that you do want? Or what do you not want? Like that is happening. And again, super clear, super clear um, specific examples or situations or scenarios, things like that. And the conversation is about closing that gap between point A and point B. And just a couple things about having these conversations, um, just a couple tips to have them. First, it's never really a good idea just to unexpectedly spring such a conversation on a man that usually will put... I mean, not even just—it's not even a gender thing. Like, just generally, that could put someone in defensive mode. Mm -hmm. Um, Just sending like a quick text or an email, or even just saying, "Hey, like, I really want to have a conversation. Do you have twenty minutes later today, or Mm -hmm. like, when do you have thirty minutes for you, or something like that?" Um, Just so that there's an actual time that you're going to have this conversation and a place. Ideally live and in person. <laughs> yes.
2: Well, I think we'll, we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll you know? talk about that. But when do you text? When do you? Do I? I said when do you text? When do you show up live? When do you talk on the phone? Sort of. Thing? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We'll we'll talk. I mean, it's I think it's fine to have a text a text saying Hey, can we talk? You know, mm-hmm. tonight or something like that. That's fine, but to actually have this conversation via text, no go. Okay, so. So that's the second so that's the first thing. The second thing that I think is really really important and maybe even more important is to talk about the talk about it from your experience because it's really hard for someone to go on the defensive when you're talking about what you are experiencing or not experiencing that you'd like to be experiencing in the relationship so it's it's so common to be like you always do this or you never do this or I hate it when you do that or, you know, anything where you're basically just saying you, 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 like this is, this is bad. I mean, no one is going to be able to be in a very receptive, open place to potentially change the behavior or solve the problem that you're having with this person. Um, <clears throat> but rather saying, I feel X when Y happens or I feel you know, X when you do Y, something like that mm-hmm. is much better because you're not saying what you did is bad, but it's just simply saying, when you do this, it just makes me feel crappy. Mm-hmm. And ideally, if the person cares about you, they don't want you to feel crappy, mm-hmm. right? And so then they're more inclined to want to shift their behavior or reach some sort of solution where everyone where everyone wins. Mm-hmm. And so that's like the basic framework of any type of conversation. And so in the in the example of confronting where you are in the relationship and wanting to maybe to some boundaries, boundaries, meaning like maybe it's exclusive, maybe it becomes like an official boyfriend, girlfriend thing, whatever it is, you know, you can really start still use this, um, A to B type of conversation. Like right now I'm feeling really insecure in the relationship, but I like this person. So I really want us to be on the same page that we're exclusive and that we're in a relationship, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and then that's really what the conversation is about. And like the point B would be, um, I just want to, be sure that we're exclusive so I don't feel like I need to snoop to see if you're still active on dating sites or, or whatever. Um, And then that's really the conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, really, I can't think of a situation in a relationship where that wouldn't be generally the framework Mm -hmm. that you would use. Mm -hmm. And it can, and obviously it gets a little bit more, it can get a little bit more complicated depending on the, on the situation. And there might be some trust issues, but um, you know that's generally the cliff notes version.
2: Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I like I like that framework. I think it's helpful to have a framework for having conversations like that. And I like how you shared really being clear, knowing what your point A is, and mm-hmm. knowing. What your point B is as well, but I also think that maybe the person that you're dealing with, like it is relationship, and it does take two to tango. Um, mm-hmm. I think certainly knowing your point A, but then even opening up the conversation to a desired point B together, maybe yes. it could be helpful. Yeah. So I can imagine that. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of left that part out of the cliff notes
1: um, version of this, but, but, um, yeah. So after. Uh, you know, you would do your, this is my point A, this is I'm feeling now, this is how I'd like to be feeling, this is my point B. Um, it's really nice to be like am, I, like, am I wrong here? Like, am I, you know, is there anything that I'm not getting right? Like when you're doing this, mm-hmm. am I like reading that wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, basically like giving him an opportunity to kind of share how he's feeling and what his experiences are. Again, so that we're not in this space of like just accusing him of,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, doing things or not doing things. Um, so, and that kind of will take you to that mm-hmm. joined point B of like being in the relationship or being official or, or whatever. Um, so, so yeah, that was a good point.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. Like I can imagine, uh, I'm just trying to put myself into the shoes of having gone on a couple of dates with someone, uh, feeling, and, you know, I'm single right now and I have been, so it is kind of fresh, fresh for me too, to just mm-hmm. like really be realistic about this, but, um, getting to a point where, yeah, maybe, maybe at the start, I, I, was going on dates with a few different people just getting to know them and I'm at a point where there's someone that I'm most interested in and who I want to kind of center my time around Mm -hmm. and I could imagine myself saying in one of these conversations you know I am in a space where I'm quite attracted to you and I'm imagining you're a man right now (laughs) Veronica we're like role-playing now are you gonna act can you be the man no just kidding we'll see (laughs) we'll see um (laughs) you know, I'm in a space where I'm attracted to you and I've had a lot of fun, uh, the times that we've gone out together. And though, when we started, I was seeing other people. I'm in a space now where I'd like to commit more kind of, of my energy to Mm -hmm. the relationship that I have with you and seeing, seeing where that goes. And I would, you know, I guess ideally like for that to be the case for you, but feel Mm -hmm. free to share with me where you're at. And so Mm -hmm. just so we're on the same page. You Know, yeah, and I think that could be a way to open up that sort of conversation,
1: yeah. And it's funny because the third topic that we were going to talk about is conversations around sex and physical intimacy, but it's really the same thing, mm-hmm. like, there's nothing different to say, mm-hmm. right? Um, whatever it is, if you want to wait longer to have more physical intimacy if you want the physical intimacy it's not happening Mm -hmm. if it's not happening in the way you want it to happen it's really again being really clear on the point a and then the conversation is the gap between your point Mm -hmm. a and your point b and reaching
2: a mutual point b right do you have anything else to add definitely (laughs) definitely and it's around troubleshooting because you know we say we say this stuff we're talking about it now and you know uh ideally we can kind of plan ahead for an authentic conversation to have but mm-hmm. I know that I'm not alone when I say that I've also been in a scenario where you're with someone and things happen in a way that didn't feel good mm-hmm. you know even physical intimacy that goes to a place where it's like whoa I wasn't ready for that and that happened and I didn't feel like I had the space to say what I wanted or needed and maybe mm-hmm. that ends and you leave and you go home and you just feel kind of gross because yeah. something happened that did didn't feel good and that you mm-hmm. didn't want to happen. And I think it can be a natural tendency to just um ignore and be like, ooh, I didn't like that. And, you know, either I'm just mm-hmm. gonna pretend it didn't happen and keep seeing this person and hope it doesn't happen again, mm-hmm. or I'm just not ever gonna reach out to this person again and just let it fizzle and, and not worry about it. Yeah. And I think that there's an opportunity um, to have an authentic conversation to troubleshoot, like to um, have your voice heard if something like that does happen, to approach that person again and actually have a conversation about what felt appropriate for you and what didn't feel appropriate and why Mm -hmm. and how that could be different next time. And yeah, I will say I've had a conversation like this before. And though I didn't really want him to agree to it, like I did send him a message saying like, okay, I want to talk about um what happened last night. And if you're not open to that, then you know, I don't know if this will work. Um and he was open to it. And I was like, ah, oh my God, now I have to now I have to actually do it. What? <laughs> and um and then it was really cool because we had a really honest, scary, vulnerable, authentic conversation where my voice was shaky and I was nervous and there was mm-hmm. like a lot of emotion behind it. But in the end, I felt like I felt really good because my voice was heard. And he yeah. also got a perspective from an actual woman, not just his male friends, about what's appropriate and what's not based yeah. on his own conditioning. Right. And so it was just an authentic, objective conversation about what was okay and what wasn't okay. And and that felt good. And yeah. then you could move on and decide whether or not. Right. Because a lot of
1: times people are just basing what they think is okay or not okay based on what they see in the movies.
2: Yeah, totally. It's just total
1: bullshit. Yeah, exactly. And so sometimes if it's just saying, like, what this guy seems to be like, like, wow, I just had
2: no idea. Yeah. And um, I think it was probably really valuable. There was a mutual respect that was gained in that conversation. And uh, I think it was really cool. And I would highly encourage other women to speak up more because I think that's how we have more of a voice and don't get Mm -hmm. stuck in some of the, you know, the remaining. Yeah. (laughs) the conditioning that's still here. And um, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think the moral of all of these scenarios that we've walked you through is communication begins to break down when we simply just don't say what we want or need.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And we think that we can just give off Smoke signals, <laughs> <laughs> drop subtle hints here Drop a
2: handkerchief. <laughs> they don't get it, ladies. They don't get no, um, it.
1: <laughs> and and we think that we can do that, um, and they'll either understand or, and then that will get them to do. Like it's almost kind of like manipulative, not from a malicious perspective, but just like it's or it is, read my mind and do the right thing. And it's like that never works. Yeah, <laughs> and and so really. The moral is to say what you want or or ask for what you want, ask for what you need in a relationship. Even if it's simply you have met someone online and you've been texting and you're like, okay, this either needs to like get offline or the conversation's done. So simply just being like, hey, like, can we move this on offline? I'd love to talk about this over coffee. I don't like to text so much or something like that. Um, to, to get things moving forward like just something as simply simple as that like you are saying that you don't want to be texting anymore and you do would like you or you would like to continue the conversation over coffee um super super simple it's super easy, but we just tie so much story around it and the other thing that kind of the flip side of this, which we haven't really touched on, but I think it's worth bringing up quickly the kind of the opposite end of this is, not saying what you want or need where the opposite end would be the guy will be pretty clear on what he where he's at or what he wants or what he needs and if it's not what we want to hear we tend to ignore it or analyze it or try to read between the lines rather than just taking it at face value
0: mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> and I know I can definitely relate to this you know I've been in a relationship where the guy pretty much told me that he wasn't going to date me. Like there wasn't going to be serious, anything like that. Um, and I heard him and I understood him and I can't even remember the, the specifics of the conversation. It was pretty, it was a while ago. His relationship was probably six or seven years ago now at this point. Um, but anyways, I just, I do remember hearing it and it was crushing to hear and I kind of played it off like, Oh yeah, like me neither. You know, I'm young and whatever. And, but then we just went right back to the status quo and i kept we kept doing the same thing like having this vague like what are we doing here type of relationship and and then eventually like he did like really end it and um i would have saved myself a lot of heartache had i just Really, Listen listen to what he said rather than try to analyze it like, oh, well, maybe he's just shy with his feelings or having that fantasy of wanting to change Mm -hmm. the man. So that's kind of like the two main issues. And, you know, this kind of just ties back to what we talked about in the beginning, you know, really just not saying what you want or what you need or just simply Mm
2: -hmm.
1: not taking something for face value. You know, if a guy says he can't commit, and then you're upset because he won't commit or you're not sure if he's committing or you think you you think he's you see him snooping on or being active on online dating sites. Um, well, he told you that he doesn't want to commit
0: or he mm-hmm. can't commit.
1: And yet we have this fantasy of either wanting to be that person that changes a guy or we, again, don't take it at face value. Mm-hmm. And it causes a lot of pain and heartache. And sometimes it's simply just wanting to continue the relationship because the thought of trying to start something else from scratch from square one is just so exhausting, Mm -hmm. but it's worth it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Agreed. Okay. So let's wrap this conversation up just um, texting
2: versus real world. Mm. I, I think this is kind of personal. I'm like, I'm old school. And if I'm like just meeting someone for the first time, say in person chance encounter sort of meeting and there's, maybe mutual interest to go out on a date or if say he asks me if he can connect with me or for my number. I really prefer phone call. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll even say that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. sure, I'd love to. Uh, feel free to give me a call and we can arrange, you know? And I think other times when there's been multiple encounters where you've already built some sort of relationship, then for me, uh, texting feels... More okay for some reason. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I personally don't like a whack of. Oh my goodness, I said that a few times. Apparently,
1: it's a Canadian thing. I
2: don't know. Maybe it's just a me thing. I've never heard of it. Maybe it's a small town Saskatchewan thing. Mm -hmm. I don't even
1: know. A whack translated into American is a lot. A lot.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I said it many times today and Veronica called me out on it. Um, what was I taught? Oh, a lot of back and forth. Yes. Texting action where I just feel like, oh, I, and maybe it's because I, um, you know, I, I have, I value my time too. And I, I don't know, I just don't want mm-hmm. it to go back and forth forever. I'd rather meet up, be in person, have a conversation. Yeah. So, so that's important to me. I think everyone can be different there yeah. and, and that's fine. When it comes to the conversations that we're talking about right now, we kind of alluded to this earlier, but I really think it's important to have them face to face or at least over the telephone versus texting. Cause there's so much room for misinterpretation. Oh my gosh. Via text. Yeah.
1: Exactly. I couldn't have said it better. And the thing I'll add about texting is, so there's two worlds we live in. There's the world of our phone, particularly texting or any type of messaging back and forth on Facebook, Tinder, social media, media. there's that, there's that world. And then there is the world of the real world. And I think that it's fine to have a texting, to text with people or to communicate with people in that way. If it's, just something quick and simple. If it's like, Hey, I miss you. Or if it's like arranging for a time to meet up or to chat or to talk. Um, you know, something along that type of thing. I think that's, that's fine. Um, but I think what happens, what I see a lot, especially with the things like Tinder coming and like any type of swipe app is just like this endless texting and, and messaging communication where the entire relationship seems to only exist inside this texting world and like mm-hmm. in the phone world and not in the real world. And the thing with the, and I'm not like an expert in brain stuff, but it is totally a dopamine hit, you know, <laughs> to get a text from someone or from anyone or just to have like a little red number thing on your Facebook. Like, I mean, there's, I think there's research to show that. And, and I think that's what a lot of this texting relationships um, kind of turn into. And so that's why I think it's really important to kind of as much as possible, really avoid these relationships that just seem to only exist in Mm -hmm. the, the phone world. Mm Um, and I kind of have a rule when I was online dating and also when I work with my clients, um, have a few messages, have a couple phone calls when you meet then, and then meet in real life. Um, but Do as much as possible to avoid this endless back and forth. It's kind of like shit or get off the pot. (laughs) (laughs) Can I say that on a podcast? Of course. It's your podcast. Whatever the hell you want. That's true. I'm not (laughs) editing that out. Um, Yeah, when it comes to texting, you know, again, if it's more like logistics or like just a cute, hey, I miss you or something like that, that's fine. But if it's like this endless and it's there's so much room for mis- misinterpretation, also people can be whoever the heck they want to be mm-hmm. behind a texting screen. Even just something as simple as a phone call takes down so many of those barriers and walls to hide behind. Um, so yeah, shut it off the pot. End it there. That's perfect. Okay. all right we will be back next week um i don't think there's any there, we didn't mention any links to this episode but the show notes and if you just want like a recap of this episode and i'll put like a little recap of the authentic conversation you can head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 29 uh to grab that um And also, as always, the conversation continues in the private Facebook community. So head over to com forward slash community to join us. And Casey has a community
2: too. I do a little bit. Well, you know, kind of relate. there's lots of authentic conversations that happen in, in just realms. We, we live in -hmm. relationship, right? And so, um, yeah, my business worthy and well, I serve people who, with their relationship with food and their bodies and, Often relationship with food is affected by relationships, period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, my Facebook community is worthyandwell.com forward slash community, and the link is there to my mindful eating Facebook group. Awesome. And what are we talking about next week? Ooh, I'm really excited about next week. Are you feeling excited? I'm feeling very excited. I'm pretty excited. We are gonna talk about what it means to be a strong woman. Yes.
1: Woohoo. And you're saying that as I'm like looking at your biceps, and they're huge. (laughs) Like in a good way. Like (laughs) You look really strong. You know
2: what? I feel really strong. Yeah, but but I think strong, you know, yeah, that's one way. Mm -hmm. That's one way to look at it. But I think strength and character, strength and emotional, intelligence. I don't know. We don't even know what's going to come up in that episode, but it's going to be pretty good.
1: I'm pretty excited. We're about to record it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) All right. We will see you
1: all next week. Take good care. y'all Veronica here. I am so excited to announce that the next live round of the date yourself challenge is right around the corner. This challenge delivers 10 daily dates for you to have with yourself. So you can start attracting the relationship you dream of into your life. Each challenge will be simple and take a few minutes to complete. If you do them, you won't be able to avoid having more fun dating and attracting higher quality men. Hundreds of women have gone through the challenge and I am blown away by their results. Women report feeling more like themselves than they have in years, more confidence and a clear vision of what their ideal relationship looks and feels like. So what does that translate to attracting higher quality men going on great dates and easily saying no to the relationships that just aren't right. And the best part, it's totally free. The next live round of the challenge starts Friday, September 9th to join, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge. After you join, you're going to get an email from me with all the info you need to succeed during the challenge. So the most important thing in that email is to join the private Facebook group. That's just for all the women doing the date yourself challenge. This is a safe place where you can share your daily dates, meet other like-minded women and get support from the entire community. And me again, the link to join is veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge. I'll see you there. Thank you for listening to date yourself radio. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive free coaching with me in an upcoming episode or submit your question. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe to it in iTunes. I would also be so grateful if you left a review since that helps me share the power of dating yourself with more women. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be a part of my community at veronicagrant.com. Until next week, here's to treating yourself the way you want to be treated. Much love and happy dating.